I'm Ryan. Welcome to Bible on the Beach today. Today we'll be in Acts chapter 25, verses 13 through 27. I do Bible on the Beach to help disciples make disciples for churches to plant churches so that as many people as possible can be in God's family uh, in every space, in every place, all over the world, uh, and also help provide water for marginalized areas. You know, over a billion people in the world still, after all of our innovation on the planet, don't have the proper water that they need every day, not only for their own hydration, but to grow their own food, uh, etc. So we've attached that as a huge part of what we do at Ocean Water to help people. Now, uh, three years ago, we started with the very simple thesis. It was, let's just have church revolve around uh, Jesus and the Bible and a few people, some food, uh, and let's try to give the capital away uh, to help marginalized people have water. God's done some amazing things in that time. <clears throat> what started in a little in a jiu-jitsu studio here in San Clemente with three guys has now um, transformed into 24 churches in five countries that have produced 6,646 liters of water as of today. I look at our um, statistics every morning to see the water we're producing. So this very simple approach is really powerful when you just have your life revolve around, hey, what's God doing in my life? What's God asking me to do today? How do I love other people? Um, and trying to give away the money in the, in the most um, strategic, <clears throat> um, helpful way possible. Really, really fun time to be alive. And so with that, let's get into Acts today. We've been following Paul as he's been getting pinballed around by the Holy Spirit. He's been here and there and everywhere. <clears throat> Jesus said, you were going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. What that means is, is that God has us in a local place. He also has us in a global place. And so sometimes in our life, we find ourselves in front of people and in situations and in circumstances that we didn't expect. This is certainly true of Paul. And he's been having to give a defense of himself to various groups of people uh, as to why he was teaching about Jesus. Now, what was happening at this time was the religious leaders' power was being threatened. They didn't like that. People don't like it when they lose their power, when they lose their leverage, when they lose their control. You know, Jesus is not for those things. Jesus isn't about power and leverage and control. Jesus is about humility, serving others, love, compassion, forgiveness. Paul very shrewdly, though, falls back on his education, on his culture, on his um, pedigree as a Roman citizen, as a platform to tell more people about what Jesus had been doing in his life. So, <clears throat> pick it up in verse 13, he finally comes before King Agrippa now. He says, several days later, King Agrippa and Bernice arrived at Caesarea for a visit with Festus. During their stay of many days, Festus explained Paul's situation to the king to get his opinion on the matter, saying, there's a man here whom Felix left as a prisoner. When I was in Jerusalem, the leading priests and Jewish elders pressed charges against him and demanded that I issue a guilty verdict against him. <clears throat> now, they were demanding a guilty verdict, again, not because he was actually guilty, but because they wanted a... a fake trial, a banana republic, and wanted to ring them up and get them out so they could get back to the way things were. 
Little did they know things were never going back to the way that they were. I explained to them that it's not our Roman custom to condemn any man before he has an opportunity to face his accusers and present his defense, so they returned here with me. I didn't postpone the trial, but convened the court the very next day and order the man be brought before me. I listened to their accusations against him, but they were not what I expected to hear, for he had committed no crime. Rather, their issues centered around disagreements with him over their religion and about a dead man, a, a dead man named Jesus who Paul claimed was alive. Because I was perplexed at how to proceed, I asked him if he would be willing to go to Jerusalem and stand trial on these charges. When Paul appealed his case to the emperor for decision, I ordered him to be held in custody until I could send him to Caesar. King Agrippa said to Festus, I'd like to listen to this man myself. Tomorrow you'll have the opportunity. So what we have here is a little glimpse into the legal background and the political climate of the time. All cultures have a legal background, a political climate. So you're just getting a little bird's eye view here of the conversation that's happening, the behind the scenes machinations of, of how <clears throat> Paul is ultimately going to be led here uh, to a place where he's going to be able to give an account for a new audience about what Jesus was doing in his life. You know, a lot of times we interpret difficulty as God's denial, or we interpret our suffering as not being successful. Little do we know that God, like the most clever musician, uh, I'm sorry, magician, has something else up his sleeve with our life and with our circumstances. And if you just stay patient, and be humble, you'll be able to see the doors that God's opening for you in your life. Now, the next day, King Agrippa in verse 23 and Bernice entered the audience hall with much pomp and pageantry. Accompanying them were military officers and prominent citizens. Festus ordered that Paul be brought before them all. And Festus said, King Agrippa and esteemed guests, here is the man whom the entire Jewish community, both here and in Jerusalem, has asked me to condemn to death. It's interesting, they had condemned Jesus to death for the very same reason, a loss of power uh, and at least a loss of their leverage <clears throat> with their life and their businesses and their religion. They were trying to do the same to Paul. They had screamed and shouted at me, demanding that I end this man's life, yet upon investigating, I couldn't find one thing that he had done to deserve the death penalty. When he appealed to his majesty, I determined to send him, but I have nothing concrete to write to his majesty. So now I've brought him before you all, and especially before you, King Agrippa. <clears throat> After this preliminary hearing, I should have something to write, for it seems absurd to me to send a prisoner without specifying the charges against him. Well, that's a wise ruler, right? A wise ruler always wants to hear both sides of the story, and that's what that guy does here. And next time in Bible on the Beach, we're going to finally see Paul be able to give an accurate, not only defense of the accusations against him, literally Paul's going to get his day in court and you're going to see Paul eloquently and wonderfully take advantage of this situation to share about what Jesus had been doing in his life. Did you know that God wants us to take advantage of the situations that we find ourselves in even today? You know, today, God will, per, will put a person or a circumstance where you will be able to represent Jesus and have the right words to say to someone at the right time. That's my hope and prayer <clears throat> every day is that we hear from God 
we follow God, we have the right words to say to the people that come on our path today. I hope you've been blessed by this today. Thank you for joining us in Bible on the Beach. Until next time, have a beautiful day.